This is Art Therapy. Just a few humble discussions on art and the creative process. Its challenges, its rewards, and how it emerges in everybody. Whether you're whizzing around at 2 in the morning with ideas or racking your brains on a boring afternoon for just one stroke of inspiration. Here, we talk about it all. Order and chaos. Which one's better for art? Sounds so dramatic, doesn't it? Which one do we need more? Which one is better to have in art? I'm being a bit vague here, so let me clarify it a bit. When I say order, I mean routines, schedules, writing to-do lists, and marking calendars, constantly planning and sticking to it, organization, efficiency. It could be as simple as keeping your workspace clean and pristine. And when I mean chaos, I mean spontaneous creativity. Starting up with a blank canvas or a guitar or empty Word document and letting your mind wander with no plan, just creative energy. A cluttered desk with a cluttered mind. Adaptable. I mean, both of these sound pretty good, right? Well, how does each fit into our creative lives? Which one's better? It really depends, doesn't it? The medium of art you're making, how much time you have, resources, even your personality. There are a lot of factors to play into how we're creating. Let's start with the medium. What exactly you're making. I'm a filmmaker primarily, so most of you know that filmmaking takes lots and lots of planning. Let's assume you have uh, money and you want to make an action scene where a guy jumps out a window into a street amidst the gunfire, gets in a car and drives off. You can't think of that and improvise it the very same day. You might, but let's face it, you can't. For starters, you're going to need actors, crew, equipment, along with a car, and a stunt driver. You'll need to replace the window with breakable glass, save for the actor, and if the window is on a higher floor, you need cushioning below at the very least, if not a harness to attach. I didn't have to be a stunt person or at least have a stunt coordinator on set. Don't even get me started on the gunshot. He's one that gun anywhere on set, even if it's fake. You need a professional firearms expert and officers on duty so a bystander doesn't see the gun and call the police. You'll need to block off the traffic on that street. If you Every person that shows up on camera will have to sign paperwork that lets you film, at least for a professional film. Preparation, preparation. Yes, there are shortcuts, but a filmmaker who skimps on safety for their crew is uh, absolutely not okay. They won't care how passionate of an artist you are when someone is sent to the hospital. Sometimes you need rules, in a way that sports needs rules. Paraphrasing from Aaron Sorkin, if you want art without rules, then do some finger painting. Well, what about painting? Well, you only need one person to paint, which is yourself. The materials you can buy are a bit pricey, but once you have them, you're good for a while. There are little safety concerns, maybe getting a bit of turpentine in your lungs. Painting good isn't easy, but there is definitely room for spontaneous creativity. Quite often you can approach a canvas without a plan in mind. So how important planning is can't really depend on the medium that you're using. It definitely ranges. So the next factor to consider would be your personality. That sounds a bit obvious, but if you want to take the time to study the person that you are, you can find a great deal about how you make your art. I'm sure you've heard of the Meyer-Briggs personality test. It's arguably the most popular, most accurate test of its kind, determining which personality you fit into into a set of 16 that they came up with. The test is free online. I recommend taking it if you haven't before, but to sum it up, they determine your personality based on if you're an introvert or extrovert, if you use intuition or senses, if you think more or feel more, 
and if you judge more or perceive more. There's a lot to those questions. I'll talk about it more in later episodes, but the one I want to talk about is near the end at judging and perceiving. Charles R. Martin's study adapted for MeyerBriggs.org stated that judges are task-oriented, list-makers, planners, and focusers. Work before play. While perceivers are adaptable, spontaneous, casual, and approach work as play. Do you see where I'm going with this? One thrives in meticulous organization and the other in spontaneous energy. I recommend you take the test to see where you fall under. Now, this doesn't mean that perceivers are incapable of planning or judges can't adapt a little bit. It simply means that the approach that each personality prefers or gets their energy from, which one is less stressful to them? How much do you value planning? Are you a disciplined routine runner or do you feel enslaved by a strict schedule? Let's talk about that routine running for a second, shall we? There are many successful people out there who run strict routines, and I, and I mean strict. So many people know this, so I won't bother sourcing this, but Stephen King is one of these people. The only days he doesn't write is on Christmas and his birthday. He wrote four to six hours a day, roughly 2,000 words. If you do the math, that's around a 720,000 word book in a year. King is a prolific workaholic. Granted, he also did cocaine for eight years, but he is a staple of the productive artist. That is honestly the idea of routine running, productivity, treating your day-to-day -day life as a program to grind at and crank out what you love doing. There is an easy way to figure out a lifestyle like this might work for you or not. Get some paper and pencil, or your choice of writing material, and create an ideal schedule for tomorrow. Maybe you get up at 7, have this and that for breakfast for an hour, plan in your work day, exercise for 40 minutes, paint two paintings for three hours, etc, etc. Plan exactly what your ideal day is, and then the next day, work towards that mental model as closely as you can. Just try it out. I don't know if this is a perfect system, but I did this a while back, and, uh, I plateaued a few days in. I felt like if I steered away from that written plan too much, I wouldn't get back on track. So I stopped a day or so and I was exhausted. It was entirely my fault though. I overplanned and expected way too much out of one day, but I did learn something important about my work ethic. If you try to wrestle a structured day into, well, an unstructured mindset of creativity, your left and right brain, so to speak, are gonna be fighting. Regardless of which side you are, there are pitfalls to strict planning. If you don't leave some of your day to spontaneous encounters, your whole plan might go out the window the moment you face a random wrench in your machine that you weren't expecting. Maybe it's best to embrace the chaotic side of our creative energy. Well, according to Sheila Chandra, no. Sheila Chandra is a prolific internationally known singer and author of a book, Organizing for Creative People. I just recently picked it up because it sounded perfect for this episode. Chandra says that not only is this chaotic energy not needed to make art, it's actually a big hindrance. It makes it worse. She talks about this myth that we all have of the artist that thrives on chaos, the, you know, creative, disorganized genius. I'd imagine we all have a picture of what that looks like. Usually, unfortunately, it's depicted as a male, probably millennial age from 18 to 30 maybe, college grad school years. His room is a mess, but there's all sorts of art and complex charts on his walls, right? He wanted to take the sexy option of quitting art school because don't let school get in the way of your education, am I right? But that's okay because he's a genius. He almost definitely drinks and goes to parties, sleeps with people. How does he do it? 
How can he be just creative all the time? How is he always bursting with creative energy? Could it be that he's being chaotic just a bit chaotic? No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid, I kid. It might work well for those types of people, but not for the general population. The artistic lifestyle is fun, but it takes work, dedication, discipline. As Thomas Edison put, 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. That chaotic artist we all imagine in us is sprinting, not running a marathon. In most people, it burns out quick. Austin Kleon quoted Neil Young when he said, it's better to burn out than fade away, and replied, it's better to burn slow and see your grandkids. <laughs> yes, I quoted a quote within a quote. And if you quote me, you'll be quoting a quote, quoting a quote within a quote. Okay, all right, I'll be back on track. Since we've been fed the idea of those creative geniuses that look messy and chaotic, we think that the very chaotic energy is necessary for being a good artist. That could not be farther from the truth. But what is an artist without that spontaneous energy? Aren't we allowed to have that sudden burst of inspiration, rushing off to write something down and have that eureka moment? Of course we are. I get it, right? You're worried without a bit of that crazy side, we look like everybody else. Sad office workers punching in a clock of that mind-numbing job. No bursts of creative fun, just desaturated waste. Well, did you listen to my intro? Anyone can be an artist. Most of you already are. Just because you look ordinary on the outside doesn't mean you can't be bursting with imagination on the inside. Those people who think you're boring, they're the ones that have been fed the myth of that impossible genius. You're the everyday genius. Because if you run those routines and plan your day and work a normal job, and after everything get back to your craft, that is when you can let your true chaos out, that energy, that inspiration. There is no better way to get your crazy out than let it scream out on your creative side. So, what do I think? Which one's better? We need both. Chaos and order. Without a bit of chaos, we're sad, mindless robots filing taxes, and without a bit of order, we're moody, pretentious, disorganized hipsters. So since we need the chaos in order both, let's try to get them to cooperate, shall we? <laughs> well, good luck with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I was looking forward to this one for a while, so I'm glad I cranked it out. For further reading and to cite my sources, I recommend Austin Kleon's book, Steal Like an Artist. Again, he's great. He has a whole chapter about this on why being boring can be important. Sheila Chandra's book, Organizing for Creative People, is awesome and very practical. And uh, MeyerBriggs.org is a good website to find uh, which personality you fit in out of the 16, and it has a lot of good information about the test. Thank you so much for getting this far. Go and let out that chaos. Or organize chaos. Is there such a thing? <laughs>